Welcome to The Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. My name's Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan-Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And this week, we're going to be talking about the collect for the President of the United States and all in civil authority. Yeah. You know, technically, this one isn't a collect. It has a couple sentences. We're going to be talking about the prayer (laughs) for the President. (laughs) And um, we're recording this in um, the middle of January. But by the time you hear this, our President may be someone different. Uh, that uh, is basically a virtual guarantee. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I might, I might get on editing really fast. We'll see. When is the inauguration? The it's 20th? the 20th. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. No, this, okay. This will be out before the inauguration. Okay. So, so that's good because um, that will be a good time for prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we pray? Let's do it. Oh, Lord, our governor, whose glory is in all the world. We commend this nation to thy merciful care, that being guided by thy providence, we may dwell secure in thy peace. Grant to the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and to all in authority, wisdom and strength to know and to do thy will. Fill them with the love of truth and righteousness, and make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Amen. I I forgot to say that's on page 820 of the BCP. Right, right. You also forgot to say, or commonwealth. (laughs) I live in a commonwealth. Kentucky's a commonwealth? It sure is. I didn't realize that. Yeah, man. How is it different? Um, I don't really know. I never have understood it. (laughs) I just know that we're the Commonwealth of Kentucky. All right. Well, I live in a state. Well, lucky for you. Yeah, I guess. There are only four Commonwealths. Do you know what they are? Uh, One is... uh, what? It's the Commonwealth of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Is that the official name? Nope. What? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay, Virginia's a commonwealth. It sure is, yes. Uh, I don't know the other ones. Massachusetts and Pennsylvania. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. So I wasn't making up that Providence Plantations thing, though, but it is a state. Okay. Also, Puerto Rico is a commonwealth, hmm. but it's not a state. Um. Yeah, it doesn't, like, everything that I have ever read is like, yeah, there's no, it was, it's a traditional English term, (laughs) and it's supposed to be, um, like, symbolic of a, of a democratic government as opposed to a monarchical government, Hmm. but 
in reality, it means nothing. It's just like in Kentucky, instead of having state's attorneys, we have commonwealth's attorneys. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like at presidential or at party conventions, when people are casting their votes, you know, because normally people say uh, on behalf of the great state of Kentucky or the great state of Kentucky casts its votes uh-huh. for, you know, XYZ candidate. Yeah. Does do, do they say the great Commonwealth of Kentucky instead? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. You know, this is what people listen to our show for. I think so. A <laughs> scintillating discussion of Commonwealths. Anywho, so, if you have been paying attention to Episcopal social media over the last uh, couple weeks, uh, you have clearly seen some controversy going around about not so much whether we pray for the president, but how we pray for the president. Yeah. There's been a lot of controversy across the board, whether the National Cathedral should hold its traditional interfaith prayer service, whether, you know, just how we should be involved in the inauguration of President Trump. Yeah, and, you know, I don't know. I have my own opinions about all this stuff, but for me, I just kind of want to focus on praying for the president. And I think, you know, yes, absolutely we should. And and I think most, almost everybody agrees about that. And then there's this issue of whether we should pray for the president by name. All Saints Pasadena issued a statement that they're going to stop doing it for a while. Um, And in some respects, I think that this is kind of, not a terribly important controversy in the sense that God will know who we're praying for. You know, we don't have to enumerate the president's name in order for God to get the message. But on the other hand, I think it's a little bit important because, as I've said, if not on this podcast, then then at least on some other podcasts, that, you know, that does send a signal to members of our congregation. And, you know, the people who voted for Donald Trump had legitimate aspirations and it's not cool to I don't know freeze them out or give them signals that they're frozen out yeah you know when I was on staff at the Diocese of Lexington um, I had just started well I started working there in between Uh, President Obama's election and the inauguration. So in December of what I, 08, I guess. And I learned that the, the um, office had traditionally had a um, sort of prayer and inaugural watch party, (laughs) for (laughs) lack of a better term. I don't know exactly how to say it. Um, But one of the every diocesan office and i'm sure a lot of parish offices have this as well but these we called her our office angel this this wonderful lady by the name of carla um who would just come into the office and bring us cookies or um would occasionally you know send you notes saying she had been praying for you all week (laughs) things Mm -hmm. like that you know anyway she was a an avid republican and she asked if it would be okay if she could come to the party because she wanted to be there with us when we prayed for the president. It was really touching to me 
that she was comfortable asking and comfortable being there, even though I'm certain she was not excited that Obama had been elected. She wanted to show that she supported us. And I think that it's her example is what is is leading me in the way of saying I want Trump supporters um, to feel similarly welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's no secret uh, to listeners of this podcast that I did not vote for Trump. And I think uh, there are some things that we need to be very vigilant about. I don't really think this is a normal presidency. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that does not alter my commitment at all to to pray for our president and for our government um, and ultimately hope for the welfare of our nation and the world. Right, right. I just finished reading this book. Um, I, I think I might have told you about it, Brendan, offline. Uh, called the very good gospel. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what it's about. So it's written by um, a lady named Lisa Sharon Harper. Oh, I hope that's right. I gotta Google that. <laughs> Make sure. Lisa Sharon Harper. Yes. Okay. Good. And um, she is one of the leaders of the the Sojourners group. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, an evangelical Christian, and she's also an african-american woman and her the the subtitle of this book is how everything wrong can be made right <laughs> which is um pretty um lofty <laughs> as a goal <laughs> right <laughs> um but it's a really fascinating look at the she basically contrasts the the story of creation and the garden of eden and the fall of man and jesus's teachings and in that she talks about god being a a god who wanted to bring peace and justice in all relationships so peace and justice in romantic relationships in um, the relationships that we have with our neighbors, with the marginalized, uh, with our relationships with uh, within our own country and in our country's relationships with other nations, and in peace and justice with our environment. And so she, she really does a, a little deep dive into kind of talking about, you know, these particular words and going back to the Greek and the Hebrew and what does this mean? And it was really moving to me and really powerful. I definitely recommend it. Um, But what stuck out to me was that um, being complacent is not what Jesus taught us to do. Standing up for justice, especially when we see marginalized people being further marginalized is the Christian way. And so I think that uh, that part of my own thoughts about all this is, okay, this is really calling me into further action in a way that I've never done before. You know what I mean? Right. How do you think that might manifest itself? Yeah, I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
come on, Brendan. I just finished the book yesterday. All right, fine. Um, I'll ask you about it next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I've been starting to get a little more active in some um, grassroots organizing groups here in town. And, you know, I don't have a ton of free time, so I'm trying to be conspicuous with my commitments. Mm-hmm. But next week, um, my daughter and I will, well, it'll be this week as of the time you guys hear this. Um, we'll be attending the Kentucky chapter of the Women's March on Washington. There's going to be a there um, marches happening in every state, hmm. and so we'll be doing that, and that'll be fun. Yeah. So if we go back to the prayer for just a minute and if we do. the history of it, so this prayer uh, was composed for the 1928 prayer book by uh, somebody named George Zabriskie. And he was just part of the 28 Prayer Book Revision Commission's Committee on Morning Prayer. Uh, and I've tried Googling him, but haven't yet been able to find anything else out about him. Uh, but this prayer was written by a layperson, so holla. What up? Uh, but the uh, interesting thing about this was that this one sits alongside a, a pre-existing prayer for the president that was already in morning prayer and uh i just thought i would read that prayer to you Uh uh-huh O lord our heavenly father the high and mighty ruler of the universe who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers upon earth most heartily we beseech thee with thy favor to behold and bless thy servant the president of the united states and all others in authority, and so replenish them with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, that they may always incline to thy will and walk in thy way. And do them plenteously with heavenly gifts, grant them in health and prosperity long to live, and finally, after this life, to attain everlasting joy and felicity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Wow. Yeah. I just like the fact that it has high and mighty in it. Yeah, I like that too. (laughs) Cool. But the the really key difference between the new prayer, new, the one that showed up in 28, uh, <laughs> versus the even older prayer is that the first prayer, the older prayer actually mainly asks for various blessings uh, upon the uh, president and those in civil authority, uh, whereas the newer prayer uh, really calls those people to their responsibilities to the people that they govern. Hmm. That's a good point. Make them ever mindful of their calling to serve this people in thy fear. Yep. It's a weird... I'm, I'm not I'm not super used to this turn of phrase, and we saw it in last week's prayer, but didn't talk about it. Um, using people as a singular? Right. I'm not. Uh, I don't see that very often. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's not used um, that often. But you know, people was sort of a synonym for nation in in this sense. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know me, the word nerd. Right. <laughs> well, since uh, we're going to be going into the third Sunday after the Epiphany, is there anything we want to say about this? Um, uh, well, this week's lectionary. The what's in the lectionary this week? <laughs> <laughs> what's in the lectionary this week? Um, 
if any of our listeners want to write us a song, that would be cool. Yeah, but I mean, I can't imagine that you would because that one's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the gospel that we're going to get this week is yeah. uh, Matthew four twelve through twenty three, and it is basically, well, it's not quite. Matthew's version of the story that we got from John last week, uh, because in this case, John has already been arrested. But we are getting once again Jesus uh, recruiting the mm-hmm. uh, uh, recruiting his disciples. Yep. Um, and some of the same disciples at that. Indeed. And, Peter. Wasn't Peter one of the ones from last week or was it James? Uh, Peter, uh, no, Peter was. And I think we got Andrew last week. So uh, we're just getting a different take on yeah. how uh, this uh, Scooby gang came to be. <laughs> but this is the, the famous Fishers of Man. Absolutely. Um, and also, I like the last line of the gospel this week in which it says, you know, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and sickness among the people. Yeah, you know, I haven't read Matthew straight through for a while, but I really kind of love um, the this healing stuff when it shows up in Mark. Yeah. Because I have read Mark straight through recently. And, you know, that that gospel just kind of opens up and then everybody's off healing people all over the place. I know, man. We're just like, it's like uh, a single-payer health care up in this piece. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Except the payer is Jesus. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, no, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. Also, just a random, um, uh, not serious aside here, in Paul's letter to the Corinthians and the reading this week, um, <laughs> it's I guess there's been this fight in the church among like who who was baptized by whom and and you know, well, I was baptized by Paul, so I'm better than so-and-so who was baptized by Peter or whatever. And um, (laughs) then Paul gets a little salty (laughs) and says, I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius. And then then the parenthetical is, I did also baptize the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized (laughs) anyone else. You know... (laughs) I love when we get these moments in Paul's letters and they show up basically context-free in <laughs> when when you're reading them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I didn't baptize any of you. Okay, a couple. Okay, maybe one more. I don't think anybody else, I'm not sure. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Paul. Yeah. We're all human. Yeah, but but we do get one of his famous lines here at the conclusion of the reading. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Yeah. Do you have any acknowledgments or bewailings this week? Um, what do I want to acknowledge? Um, no, I don't have anything to acknowledge or bewail. I'm good oh. this week. Okay. I have an acknowledgement. Okay. Um, I have been starting a little bit before Christmas and up until now, um, I have been binge rewatching Parks and Recreation. (laughs) 
and y'all it is it has just really held up (laughs) (laughs) like i hadn't watched it since it originally aired it is just really really good comedy (laughs) and i highly recommend it and also i don't know if anybody i don't think this is a spoiler but spoiler alert just in case um for those of you who watched the show it ended in 2014 and they did this like the whole last season was fast forward three years in the future so it actually is the last season is happening like in january of 2017 really yeah so it's kind of funny to see like what they thought 2017 was going to be like it's not really that different (laughs) is it weird seeing um chris pratt as kind of a schlub instead of a chiseled action hero yes and and there's this really funny like i think it was in in between seasons five and six maybe or maybe between four and five where he lost all that weight and became like kind of a star yeah and and in the first episode of that season where he looks very different and and he kind of makes this throwaway comment which is hilarious about how he stopped drinking beer for every meal and lost 50 pounds (laughs) (laughs) and it's just and that's like the only time that it's ever mentioned again yeah (laughs) it's just kind of funny uh do you have anything to be well I don't. No, I do not. All right. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, if you are disappointed in our lack of bewailings and you would like to bewail something to us, uh, we would encourage that. Although, you know, acknowledge something, too. Yeah, Uh, why not? But you can email us at thecollectcall at actsatemovement.org or send us a tweet at thecollectcall. You can also find our parent organization, um, and we are their wayward children. The Axe 8 Movement on Facebook and Twitter at Axe 8 Movement or online at Axe8Movement.org. And also, we're on Facebook. We are just woefully neglectful yeah, in mentioning really that we have a Facebook, Facebook page. Yeah, we're sorry. Well, I, to be fair, it's just because we haven't had episodes recently. Yeah. We, you know, as we're back, we'll be on Facebook more hitting you with Brittany gifts and, yeah. uh, and episodes. Yeah, we are going to be doing some... We should do like a like a cat week, maybe for Valentine's Day. Ooh, that'd be fun. Everybody can post pictures of their cats. All right. Yeah, I'm down for that. Nice. Should we ask for iTunes reviews too? Oh yeah, we probably should, huh? Yeah. Review us on iTunes. Everybody says that in podcasts. Yeah. Apparently it'll help people find us. Yeah. Don't you want more people to listen to us? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Anywho, our, I, we don't want to be all messianic secret about this. I, this is not the Gospel of Mark up in here. It's Let true. people know that we're that we're a thing. <laughs> our music our, is "Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence" by Aaron DeVries, distributed under Creative Commons by license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And you can come back and listen to us next week, where we will be praying for our country. Yeah. Right. Uh, yep, it sure needs it. Doesn't it? See you then. See ya. Let our mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For 
with blessing in his hand. Christ our God to earth descended, our full homage to 